Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church Podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Last Sunday morning, pastor, our pastor preached a phenomenal message on building a church together. Real good. If you weren't here for it, you can get with our drummer, Jordan, and he can tell you how to listen to it on the podcast. It is on our Facebook page. Phenomenal message. Thank you, pastor, for bringing that word to us this morning. Last Sunday morning. And I just want to tie into that message and just give y'all something to think about. Maybe point y'all in a direction that maybe you haven't been thinking about lately. Do you ever feel as if your contributions to God's kingdom are insignificant? I think all of us struggle with that at times. That struggle seems to be magnified by the attitude that flows through our society. We tend to we tend to exalt the bigness that goes on around us and minimize the smallness. For example, China has the largest population in the world at 1.3 billion people. The tallest mountain in the world is Mount Everest. Now, the smallest country in the world is Vatican City at 0.2 square miles. The least populated county in America is Lovin County, Texas. They only have 67 people in that county. Most of us would probably answer the first two. We know China has the most populated people in the world. And we know that Mount Everest is the biggest mountain on this world because we tend to remember large things. But I have a verse for us today. It's found in Zechariah chapter 4 in verse 10. Our opening verse will be a question. We'll just read the first question. It says, For who had despised the day of small things? Telling Zechariah, Do not despise the small things. For the Lord rejoices to see work being done. He says no one should underestimate or belittle small beginnings or humble efforts. Y'all may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. This verse carries a message of encouragement in perseverance it shows that even the small insignificant acts are important and it can lead to significant outcomes in the long run it encourages people to have faith in the process and trust in God's plan 
and not dismiss small or modest beginnings as unimportance. In the book of 2 Samuel, it says somewhere in 2 Samuel chapter 6, somewhere between 14 or 15, it says that David danced before the Lord. Every six steps he took, he danced before the Lord. He did this because he was bringing the presence of the Lord back into his life. Not just into his life, but into his family's life, into his city's life. And he was bringing God, the ark of the Lord, back into his life. So he danced every six steps. It was a small sacrifice to do. It wasn't something big, but he was showing God that he was thankful to have his presence back into his life. So he danced before the Lord every six steps. The Bible says that his wife was looking down from her house, looking through the window, and she was mocking him, talking bad about her own husband, saying, look at him. Look at him making a fool in the streets. He thinks he's doing something great. He's just being foolish. He's a king, and a king ain't supposed to act like that, dancing every Six steps. It was a small sacrifice. It wasn't something big. I'm talking about little things this morning, church. The little things you do for the kingdom of God. The little things you do for God's people. God will take those little things and make them into a big thing for the kingdom of God. David's little dance was welcoming in the big presence of the Lord. His wife did not see that, but David knew what he was doing. Is anybody excited to have God's presence in their life? Most of us was dancing and shouting during worship service. It's because you are excited to have God in your life. It might seem like a little thing when we clap or when we celebrate the Lord. But it's not a little thing in the eyes of God. You are magnifying the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is not something little. It might start little, but it will end up being something big in your life and for your life. When I think about something Small becoming something great. I think about the lady named Rahab in the Bible. Before the Israelites crossed the Jordan, Joshua sent out men to spy out the land. And they arrived in Jericho. And the king of Jericho got word that he had spies in his land. So he sent out his soldiers to search for these spies. And there was this little woman named Rahab that decided to hide the spies in her house. You see, Rahab was a night woman. Men abused her. Women hated her. Nobody loved her in her city. The world counted her out. But because she helped God's people, God blessed her. Have you ever felt like people counted you out? 
because of your past, because of how you look, because of how you're trying to live for God today. Rahab helped God's kingdom. Her past was messed up. Her image was totally wrong, but she decided that day that when the spies showed up that she was going to make a change. She was going to do something different. What can I do to help God's people? That needs to be our mindset. You see, God took this woman that was a nobody. She did something very small. She just hide, hid a couple of spies in her house. Something very small. But God saw that small thing and he grafted her into the bloodline of Jesus. Her name is now marked right on the side of Abraham, Moses, Isaac, Jacob. She is now part of God's family. She wasn't supposed to be, but because of that small thing she did, she was grafted into the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Now, how powerful is that? That small thing she did, helping the Israelites. That small thing she did, protecting the church. <laughs> Come on now. Has anybody protected this church lately? That small thing she did became a big thing in the eyes of God. We are living in a world that is constantly saying, what have you done for me lately? A world that is constantly looking for a handout. Constantly looking for somebody to give them something. But in spite of how the world is thinking, we can't change the fact of how the church should be. If Jesus said we should help the needy, then we should help the needy. If Jesus said we should reach for the lost, then we should reach for the lost. Your little, your little kind word can go a long way for somebody. Your little help in hand could go a long way for somebody. It might seem like you have nothing to give, but as long as you are doing it for the kingdom of God, that, all, that is all that matters, church. As long as you do it unto Jesus, that is all that matters. Whether it's big or whether it's small, whether it looks insignificant or whether it looks mighty, God honors it. And what makes it great is what you do it for. We have got to do it unto God. We have got to be his hands and his feet. Listen, I choose, I choose to be nice to Brother Wendell. I do. It's my choice. Number one, I choose because I love God with all my heart. Number two, it's because I want him to know that I care and he's not alone in this world that we're trying to live in. Both of those reasons can bring somebody to Jesus. Both of those reasons can, can direct somebody to Jesus Christ. It's a ministry. Just being nice to somebody. Just showing them that you care. It's a ministry, church. Everybody here has a ministry. 
whether it's inside this church or it's outside these four walls, God has a ministry for you to further the kingdom of God. And you might feel like you have nothing to offer, but you have so much to offer God's kingdom. You have so much to offer your neighbor, so much to offer your family and your friends. According to the Bible, every Christian believer is a minister of God. Therefore, every Christian is a man or a woman of God that has been authorized by God to minister to other people according to the plan and to the gifts that God has given us. Every one of y'all, nobody is left out when it comes to doing a work for the Lord. The Bible says that the word ministry is translated from the Greek word diakonda, which means serve or to serve. Everybody can serve. How do I serve God? By serving others. We have got to serve others. John, in the book of John, chapter 21, verse 17, in the NIV Bible, it says that the third time Jesus said to him, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? Peter replied, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. And then Jesus replied back and said, feed my sheep. Jesus was saying, if you love me, take care of my sheep. If you love me, serve others. If you love me, whether they are in church or they are out of church, do something to get them closer to me. If all we do is come to church and we listen to the music and we listen to the word and we do it over and over again and that's all we do, then we are missing the big picture of what God is trying to do in this world that we live in. It's going to take more than just coming to church. He has called you to do something. And you might feel you have no talent or no skill. Your call is not based on talent or skill. It's based on who called you. And God has called each and every person in this church. And you might look at your past like Rahab looked at her past. And said, I can't do anything for the Lord. But that's the wrong way to look at it. Your past does not dictate your calling. God does. God does. When my parents sent me to boot camp at the age of 17, they had many sayings in boot camp, but one of the sayings they would say to us all the time, and you knew you was in trouble when they would say this saying, they would say, off your seat and on your feet. You knew you was about to get worked out when they said that. You knew you was about to do something after they said that phrase. I believe that God is saying that to the church today. He is saying, off your seat and on your feet. We have a work to do, church. 
Jesus said, the fields are white and they are ready for harvest, but where are my laborers? I'm talking about we have got to do little things for the church and little things for others, and God will take care of the rest. He will, church. We have seen it time and time again. God take care of our families. God pulled us out of situations that the doctor said, there's no hope. I've witnessed some of y'all run up here saying the doctor gave you this diagnose, whatever how you say it, and God changed the plans. I have watched some of us come to this church and pray for our kids, and before you know it, your kids are living for God. Time and time again, God has showed up, and he's done a work. He's done a work, church. He will take care of the rest if we just do the little things. The things you do for the kingdom of God still matter. In the Bible, there is a familiar verse that addresses the issue of God turning a small, insignificant situation into a remarkable outcome. It's found in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 13, verse 31 and 32. This is where Jesus is telling another parable. He, he starts by saying, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man takes and he plants in his field. Although it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of the garden plant, and it becomes a tree so that the birds can perch on its branch. It's the parable of the mustard seed that shows the vision of something small growing into something valuable for the kingdom of God. Your small acts of faith and acts of service can lead to important outcomes to the kingdom of God. Luke 16 and verse 10 said, Jesus said, He that is faithful... In that which is the least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is also unjust in much. According to our Savior, little things can make a significant impact on the big picture. So what is the big picture? Making his kingdom known and grown. And we do that by little things. Little things, church. doesn't take something big. You don't have to have this great last name or so much money in the bank. No, 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 no. Little things, church. Anybody can be used by God. Even our guest here today, you could be used by God. Even you have a calling on your life. I can see the big crowd surrounding Jesus. The Bible says over 5,000 
surrounding Jesus as he began to bring forth the word. And as the day got longer, the people got hungrier, all 5,000, but they were too far from the town. He, he couldn't send the people to town and get them to come back. And they definitely didn't have enough money for 5,000 people. So Andrew, the disciple, stood up and he says, hey, Jesus, I found this little boy with a little lunch. He doesn't have much, but what he does have, he says we can use. He only has five loaves and two fish. It's not much, Jesus, but he says we can use it. And we watch Jesus take this little thing, this little offering from this little kid, and he multiplied it so great that it touched 5,000 people. Don't tell me you can't be used by God. Because I'm here to tell you you can Little things to you can become big things to God. Look at Samson. He beat a whole army with just a little jawbone. Or what about David? He took a little stone and he brought down a big giant. Or what about having a little faith? Jesus said you can move a big mountain. A big mountain. The Bible talks about a a mom and her son, that they only had enough oil to make one cake. And it was going to be their last meal. They were going to make a cake, they were going to eat their last meal together, and then they were going to die. But along came a prophet, came a preacher. And instead of them eating it, the Bible says that they served it to the minister. And we watch, if you read your Bible, we watch that, that this family that was struggling... This family that only had one little meal, one little offering, as they gave it to the minister, as they gave it to others. We have watched Jesus multiply this one bowl of oil and gave them a lifetime of oil. Endless supplies of blessings came with one offering. Jesus said in one of his stories, he was sitting in the temple and he was watching people put, it, put, put their money into the offering plate. And he watched all these rich people just put their money in the offering plate and all of a sudden there came an, a little old poor lady and she put two cents into the plate. And it struck Jesus' heart. He said, this woman gave everything she got. She gave more than the rest. He noticed that the rich was just given what they can. But this little lady gave everything. She gave her whole heart. And Jesus wrote in the Bible. He said, none has given greater than her. Your labor that you do for God's kingdom is never in vain. Yes, we get tired. Yes, we get weary. Yes, we need breaks. But it's never in vain, church. We've got to do better on the little things. 
Jesus did little things all the time. In one of his stories, he called his disciples into a room. And he said, today I'm going to wash your feet. And he began to wash his disciples' feet. You see, a lot of us don't like foot washing. We laugh at it. We leave early. But it's the little things, church. It's the little things that matter. Jesus began to wash his disciples' feet. And Peter stood up angry. Good old Peter. I think all of us are like Peter. He stood up and he was angry and he said, You're not going to wash my feet, Jesus. No, 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 no. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. You're, you're, you're the leader. You're not going to wash my feet. And, and Jesus replied saying, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part of me. If I don't wash your feet, you cannot be my disciple. Then, then Peter realized what Jesus was saying. And he said, oh, oh, Jesus, wash my feet. Wash my hands. Wash my head. Wash my face, God. Wash my hair, Lord. Jesus then said, what I do to you, I need you to do to others. We've got to do it to others. Those little acts of service will go a long way in the eyes of God. Jesus said, you call me teacher, but I have come to be your servant. The maker of heaven and earth said he's our servant. The one that went to, to the cross for our sins says he's our servant. We have an amazing God this morning. He says, the greatest among you will be your servant. Every time you do something small for someone, God sees that. He sees those little things we do. Put that first picture up for me, if you don't mind. About, about a year ago, I listened to this pastor preach a message. And in his message, he began to talk about this little old lady in his church. He has a big church, big church, over a thousand members. And he began to preach on this little old lady, he, he said that this little lady created her own ministry all by herself. All by herself. Now to some, this ministry might seem very small, very insignificant, very little. But to her, it was her everything. This little old lady would leave her house with a box of Kleenex that she prayed over every night. And she would make her way to her church, and as altar call began to go on, she would walk the altars and walk the aisles of the church, and she would ask God to lead her to somebody that needed her servant. And she would just brush up against somebody that is being touched by the Lord, and she would hand them a Kleenex. That's all, that's all she would do. Then she would go on to the next person. God, lead me to somebody that is being touched by you. She just wanted to be around 
something God was doing. She wanted to be a part of, of a movement of God. It was just a box of Kleenex. It was nothing special. What kind of ministry is this? She probably couldn't sing on the praise team. She probably couldn't work a soundboard, but she decided that she was going to do something for the kingdom of God. And it might have looked small to some people. But to God, it was something great. Throw that second picture up for me. The pastor goes on saying, when this little lady started that ministry, he has watched God answered some of her prayers that she has been praying for for a mighty long time. He has watched God open doors and given her opportunities that she would have never got without this ministry. About a month ago, we attended a church service at this church, and it was my job. I remembered this message to look for this lady, altar call called was called thousands of people everywhere praying at the altar and I spotted her <laughs> she was still doing her ministry she was still doing a work for the Lord and, 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 and it, it might have seen something small for the visitors but to her it was it was everything she could do for the Lord and God blessed her and God opened doors for her. It touched my heart when somehow the Lord led her to our pastor and our first lady. This lady praying for them. She's not a preacher. I don't, I don't even remember her name. Very feeble lady, walks real slow. Barely has anything to give. But as she prayed on our leaders of this church, the Holy Ghost fell in that pew. And our leaders began to weep before the Lord because of this woman's little ministry. What a God we serve. That, that pastor said the reason why this lady was being blessed, church, and here's the key, here's the whole message within one sentence. The reason why this lady was touched and blessed is because she humbled herself and she took on the form of a servant. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you do it to Jesus. That's all that matters. Little is much when it's your everything. Little is much when God is in it. Why don't we stand? David said, I will not give to the Lord that which cost me nothing. In other words, David said, God deserves my best. Little is much when it's my everything. Everybody here, I want you to leave this morning knowing that you have a ministry. And you have to find it and you have to do it with everything you got. I'm closing, but I'll close with one more story, and it's a CPC story. 
couple of months ago, Sister Sis had a little thought, just a little thought, about the blessing closet. And she took that little thought and she put it into the corner of a church. Now to some, it's just used clothes. It's not much. Some of us probably walk by and never walk in the door, but to her, it was her little thing. She might not ever ask Sister Melissa to sing. She might not ever work a soundboard, but she decided to take her little thought and make it a ministry. And we have watched, I have watched people walk out of this church with bags of clothes, whether it's for them or whether it's for somebody they love. I have watched her reach out to people that their house might have burnt down. It's just, uh, it's just a room full of clothes. No church, it's not, it's a ministry. And she is doing it with everything she got. What I do up here and what she does in there is no difference. I'm giving the word. She's actually doing the word. It's a ministry. It's the gospel. And I'll go as far as saying, because of the blessing closet, because Sister Sis decided to humble herself and become a servant, whether it looks so small, she became a servant. We have watched her granddaughter, Sister Jerry, her husband, and that beautiful baby boy make their way to this house and call this house her home. We have just recently, on a Wednesday night, watched her daughter come to a church service get up here and testify saying she used to be strung out on drugs she used to not have her right mind but now she's going to be a nurse and she's no longer on drugs I'll leave y'all with this what if all it takes all it takes to bring that lost soul that you love to God? What if all it takes for you to get that healing in your body and in your mind? What if all it takes to get your marriage back on track? What if all it takes is you just humbling yourself and becoming a servant unto God and unto others? What if that's it? What if that's the big picture? Just doing something for the kingdom of God. We have saw, we saw it over and over and over again. The more you do for God, the more he gives you. Yes, your days will still be hard and they'll still be tough because we're living on this earth. But you can't outgive God. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about accepting your calling and doing it for the kingdom of God even though it looks small to you even though you feel like you have nothing to offer you got everything to offer 
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.